good morning. Welcome to the Women Can Podcast. My name is Morgan. I will be your host today. I am joined with Rachel Van Nortwick. She is the founder and CEO of Vinely, the app that pairs people based on your music choices. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for reaching out. Rachel reached out to me about a month ago and uh, we connected over the phone. And after hearing about her platform, I knew I wanted to bring her on and talk about um, everything she's doing with Vinally. Um, Rachel, give us some back history, some story. Like, how did you get to where you are right now? Yeah, so I am a lifelong music fan and a serial concert goer, at least I was before um, COVID hit. And so I've probably been to over 500 shows, um, eclectic group of, of music for sure. You know, music has gotten me through a lot of uh, tough times. You know, growing up, it was always something that I go in my room and shut the door and and just you know jam out to music. I think a lot of us, you know, did that. Um, in terms of, of connecting through music, um, as I got older, I you know I had a lot of friends and family that you know are on your sort of typical dating apps, and they just led nowhere. Like they were just perpetually like swiping. These same people were huge music fans, um, just like me. And um, so I saw the opportunity to create an app that was specifically designed for connecting through music. When did you start Vinely? Like how, how long were you thinking about it? And when did you actually put it into motion? Yeah, I'd say, you know, the gap between when I thought about it to when I actually put it into motion wasn't that long. I had always felt like you know, I wanted to do something for myself in terms of business or a startup. When this occurred to me, I said, this is it. This is what um, I'm sort of meant to, to build. Uh, a couple years ago, I started uh, with a visual designer and just sort of mapping out what I wanted the experience to be for the app. And then I moved to working with a developer. I'm now on a, a different developer um, just because, you know, you, you learn as you go. Um, and I'm sort of a, a person that uh, trusts people at their word and in their expertise. But what I've learned um, as a founder is you actually have to know a little bit about everything, you know, have that knowledge. Otherwise, you know, people can um, sort of take advantage of you or just maybe go in a different direction, you know, than you would want. So yeah, it's been a, a couple year journey. And then we launched on the App Store last, uh, last fall. Awesome. I mean, what you're saying kind of goes back to what I find in every uh, podcast interview that I have is that you really have to be your own advocate and you have to become your own subject matter expert. It sounds like that's what you did. hundred, a hundred percent. I think a lot of what I do is just chasing down leads or, or people or projects. And because yeah, it, you know, what's going to care about it as much as you do which is understandable, you know, and, and so when you're working with like contractors or developers or whomever, they maybe have other projects going on. So yeah, it's up to you. It's absolutely up to you. Um, so if you're somebody who doesn't mind, you know, sort of chasing stuff down, mm -hmm. um, then I, I think definitely um, possible to, for anybody, you know, to, to create something great. So let's talk real quick about what your actual, um, Prior to Vinely, what was your professional background? Where were you working and how, how would that move look like? Yeah, so I've been uh, a marketer for a, a long time and working in, in tech with software solutions. 
and also consumer products. And so I have that background and, you know, um, have seen just obviously really exponential growth in the app space. And so, um, and there are a lot of apps out there, products out there that aren't great. And so for me, using that background, I wanted Vinylly to just be a very seamless and, and uh, simple, actually, um, user experience so that people got in there and, and wanted to, to interact with it, and not just be sort of a one and done experience. Do you feel like your experience in marketing for a tech company specifically lended itself to Vinylly's creation? I, yes and no. I think um, it's shaped sort of what I want um, out of the app, you know, and understanding user experience and user feedback and things like that. Music is, is analog too, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's music has been around um, obviously for hundreds of centuries and it's, it's something that whatever, however you intake music, my first exposure to music was on records. But however you take in music, um, you don't need technology. Finally, just makes it easier, especially today when, you know, we can't connect otherwise at, at live concerts. But your experience working in tech probably gave you some insight in how you wanted to create this app. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being exposed to different types of products you do, you sort of learn sort of good, bad, and, and what makes sense and what would lend itself specifically to this type of, of app. Yeah. Okay. So getting a little bit off track, but I want to ask this while it's still fresh in my mind. So Vinely pairs people, among other things, by your music choice or taste. Yes. How do you think music shapes who we are? It can be arranged. Some people, music is their identity. You know, they're known by the band that they listen to right like all, i mean all the way back to you know deadheads right um, i don't know who that is oh no or is it a band or is that a is that just like a generalization oh deadheads are people who uh were fans of the grateful dead we'll edit this out so people don't know that i don't know that that's okay and i'm like showing you know showing my age a little bit but so you know all the way now to you know people who you know, Gaga's fans and, and um, you know, people like to be associated with musicians or music that they relate to um, all the way to, they're just some people who want to be able to connect with somebody to go to a concert or that are just good with them actually playing like the DJ role in a relationship. So the point of the app is to find somebody who you can connect with where music kind of plays a similar role in their life we, we try to let users dictate the level of sort of music dominance in, in their life. Um, but a lot of people that are, are drawn in this app actually are, are sort of the ones who actually really find music to be powerful in their life. How do you, and I don't know how much you can really reveal, but how do you use that information to apply it to your algorithm? Yeah, so the algorithm starts with taking your Spotify listening uh, history and then asking a few questions that sort of just rounds out your music interests and how you like to take in music. Of course, you know, the algorithm's proprietary to, to Vinylly, but the idea is that it's, it's more sophisticated than just saying, um, you like Travis Scott and, you know, so do I, and so therefore we're going to be a perfect match. Yeah, that could go, that could go wrong in it many ways. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, some people maybe 
cool, but you know, they have a lot of other music that they listen to. So if you only matched on a band or something like that, you know, that a lot of people can match on a band, I guess is, is my point. So we take in, um, you know, the influences across genres. We take in frequency of, of music, you know, how often you like to listen to music, the ways you like to listen to music. And that produces, you know, what we think is like a richer uh, music match for you. Awesome. So you were re recently featured on KTLA's Morning News, which for those of us who don't know, that's Hollywood's news station. That's very exciting. And it was a, a Zoom interview. So the, the, not the weather people, the, the news anchors were interviewing you from home mm -hmm. because of um, COVID-19. So how has Vinely, which is a dating app, had to pivot in light of COVID-19? Yeah, um, that interview was actually pretty fun, and I got to create a playlist for the anchors on, they gave me a couple of their favorite bands, and I, I made first date playlist, which was really fun. Uh, so finally pivoted pretty quickly. Uh, we've actually been on the market long, the majority of the time we've been on the market has been during COVID. So longer that way than, than not. And so we uh, have a feature within the app where you're in the chat uh, stream and you can look up and suggest a concert to go to. So right there in the chat, you don't have to leave. Um, and you can say, hey, I found this you know, um, show, do you wanna go? Now there aren't concerts to suggest as a date, but there are live streams. So we had to just sort of pivot to you know, a new uh, type of event to, to recommend. But it's great actually, um, I think a benefit of it too is you're trying to sort of move slower potentially with someone in a dating app, maybe you're not ready to go out, um, you know, in person yet. And mm -hmm. so this provides sort of like a baby step where, Hey, we can, you know, see how we both sort of react to music and talk about it and discuss it. And then of course, obviously people can take it from there and, and, and go out, uh, you know, in, in person as well. So I think we will continue to keep the live stream option. I don't think they're going to go away even when concerts come back. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the concerts that are uh, socially distanced? You know, we see those yeah. on BuzzFeed. What do you think about that? Oh, I think that's so cool. I mean, I love that people are thinking through creative ways to keep music in people's lives. Um, you know, I uh, read about in, in Germany, you know, where they tested, they actually um, sort of heat mapped um, an arena where they had a band and, and tested to see like how COVID could be spread just based off of like what people touch and, and um, where they are. And then they're gonna use that information to design like a better arena. And then obviously in the UK where they did, they had those sort of like little uh, cordoned off boxes. You know, boxes, right? And I think it's kind of cool because you almost feel like a VIP in this special area. Um, your line of sight to the stage is great. Everybody's the same, you know, there's no sort of like pushing and, and shoving. So. I think it's cool. I actually um, on social media did a, a sort of a question like on a first date, could that be too much one-on-one -on -one time? Like if it's just you and your partner, like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because normally you would, you know, um, go, you know, you could go to the bathroom and like escape or, yeah. you know, go grab a beer or whatever. So I, you know, I kind of pulled finally followers on that. Um, is this, is this, cool because you get more dedicated time or is this too much and actually people thought that it was perfect that it gave them an opportunity to actually like be able to hear somebody and spend time with them um, on a first date at a concert 
Yeah, I guess there are, there would be pros and cons to it. Yes. It's interesting. It occurs to me now that I, as I think about like how we're doing everything so remote and obviously I want to ask you some questions about uh, your experience as a woman in tech development or, or app development, but it occurs to me that doing everything online and remote can be a, an equalizer, a great equalizer for women in, in, a, in male dominated industries because you're not so much seeing the person anymore. You're, you're seeing their work. Yeah. I love doing these types of interviews and I'm really passionate about talking about I talk about music to anybody all day long. I mean, it's like my favorite, my favorite topic of discussion and the app. I love to talk about it, but actually, you know, I want the app to speak for itself. Like vinyl is designed to connect other people to each other. And so, you know, means to an end, I'd like to get the word out about it. But I think now, yeah, digitally things all they're, they're not necessarily male driven or female driven you know, they're just hopefully great products that people mm-hmm. get to, to interact with. But I do think, you know, women who are in tech, it's a special story and a special journey because it is, it's still male dominated. And I, I do think um, men are sort of treated a little bit differently in terms of just sort of the assumption that they have like made or maybe better or greater subject matter expertise when it comes to the tech side of the business. And I think that's, obviously not not true and so I think women have to work to overcome that but it is nice in sort of a more virtual world Mm -hmm. um, things can can appear more um, Mm -hmm. level playing field. Mm -hmm. Did you experience this when you were starting out finally in terms of like being pigeonholed as a woman? Yeah, I think, I think I did, you know, I, I uh, was referred to my, the first developer that I used for the app um, was a developer in the UK and I was really excited to get started and, and work with them and you know they had built music apps and I was really I was just I thought okay this is a, a perfect marriage and um, they were really expensive in terms of just um, taking so long to build and things breaking and, and so many bugs which is a part of app development there are always bugs there will always be bugs but every week we were actually like taking steps backwards and you know, I talked to them about that and they were like, no, this is just, this is just normal. And I I'd say, Hey, I I want the app to do this. And I was like very prescriptive around what I want the experience to be. And they would tell me, Oh no, apps can't do that. You can't do that. I'm like, no, I I know, I know you can't. I mean, like nothing I was, I was talking about outside of the algorithm was, rocket science. It's just like what best in class apps do. And they were telling me that it couldn't be done. And, you know, I got really frustrated, but I didn't know enough at the time to know how much I was sort of being misled. And they just sort of wanted to extend the project and get, get paid a little bit more. Um, and as a startup founder, you're either you're self-funded or you've done like maybe family and friends around and you don't have a lot of money to spend or you're very careful with it. Yeah. And so I, I got really frustrated. Um, uh, I actually, I brought on a uh, CTO. So I have a CTO sort of slash chief data scientist who I work with. And he referred me to a, another developer in the US, which was great for, for that reason too, just to be on the same, closer to the same time zone. And this person was just like, oh yeah, we can do that. Oh yeah, we can do, oh, absolutely. Of course we can do that. And I will get this done you know, in half or a third of the time. And so I just, 
kick myself because I wasted so much time, but I didn't know. And I think that happens. And, and I, you know, do feel that if I had been a, a, a male, it may have been different. How do you think that women or developers, like people that are looking to develop an app in general, can avoid being taken advantage of in that way? I think it's tough. I think in general, um, educate yourself as much as possible. Speak to other people who have built apps about what's what's possible or what's not. Or if it's not an app, you know, who else in your um, extended community has done something similar to you? What are sort of the milestones and what are the pain points? And just sort of get a gauge as to, okay, wait, um, does this sound similar or am I experiencing something totally different? And um, I think that's good in, in general. It's just to sort of like get the get those gut checks. And I have found that in the the startup founder community, people are really really nice and people are super helpful. Whether it is to try to refer you for funding or just say, I I get you. You're burnt out. So am I. But keep going and being you know a source of um, encouragement. Awesome. In terms of growth and development, what have you identified as a requirement for Vinally to scale to the next level? Yeah, so we launched on the App Store, uh, as I said last year, and that's great, but that's only one platform. So we are coming out with Android uh, later this year. So that's- uh, Ooh, Android, that's all right. I know, seems, seems obvious, but it is actually, um, a lot of time and resources to to develop on on both platforms so we'll have that um, I think we want to continue to lead with the product and the experience so you know other dating apps they are not necessarily that complex they they match either off of friends friends of friends or you know sort of you know superficially that definitely works for some people and those apps are super popular but for us all about the product and music and the connections and using using data to do that. And so we're going to continue to hone the algorithm and use, you know, machine learning to get the feedback on what matching is working, what's not working, user feedback in general. Like how can we make finally the best app, the best, just the best experience you've had trying to connect with someone. So I think that's, you know, for us, and I think we're going to, never stop, you know, iterating on that. But we, I'd love to have finally um, a, a Spanish version, multiple, multiple language version, expand into additional marketplaces. We're in Canada and the U.S. now. So yeah, just continue to grow and, and um, make the app better. And when do you project it to be complete on Android? So it will be out um, here just in a couple months. We're, we're really close. Awesome. That's very exciting. Apple is not the only phone. Damon a lot of us have Androids and like Androids. Yes. No, I get it. And obviously, I mean, there's so many different types of Android phones, so you want to make sure the experience is seamless across all of them. But I hear you. Uh, okay. Yes, it's coming. Great. So tech is technology, the internet, the World Wide Web. It's constantly evolving and growing, and you have a tech app. What resources do you use to stay updated on major changes that concern your business? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a, 
you know, iOS app um, update coming that, you know, everybody's, uh, everybody that is in tech is, is aware of, um, you know, as it relates to sort of user opt-ins and, and, um, you know, advertising and things like that. And I mean, yeah, you, there are developer conferences as well that, you know, it's good to either attend or, or at least um, stay up to date on, on what came out of those. So both for Apple and, and for Google um, Android developers as well. So I think keeping up on, on sort of what's affecting you, but I think also too, I like to check out plenty of other apps, like outside of dating apps, just apps in general, like what, what has like really great user intuitive, intuitive user experience mm-hmm. and try to apply that back into to Vinally. Anybody who's working in tech, you're a consumer as well. And you see stuff that is like really, really cool mm-hmm. um, that you, you want to emulate. So I'm always like keeping my eyes out for that. Yeah. What's the saying? Like imitation is the highest form of flattery. Exactly. Yeah. And that applies here. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's in some ways, finally is reinventing the wheel, but in terms of apps and, and interacting with, with consumers, um, there's a lot of great acts to follow. What advice would you give to women who are interested in app development and just entrepreneurship in general? Do it. I think women also to think about all of the things that they're juggling in their life and they think that there's not necessarily room for something else or especially something that might feel like it's like self-serving in a way. But I think it's like you just take one step towards it. One step where you just like join a community and, and um, start having those conversations and meet people who can help you get, get started. Um, and then before you know it, you like have a thing, you have this project and I'm working on it. And it, it just, it, it really becomes fulfilling and exciting to be able to say like, Hey, I have this thing that I, I built that I brought into, you know, the world that's going to do X. And so I think the biggest thing for women, I think is that we have, a thousand reasons to tell ourselves no and we think it's so hard to to like get started but really just get out there and and you know things will sort of naturally start start happening you mentioned um join a community are you part of any communities that have supported you and, and helped you grow and connected you with the right people yeah uh, so i am a member of the female founder alliance which is really cool and it has a lot of great startup founders and and great information in terms of opportunities or um awesome podcasts you know like this but just ways to enhance or or um build upon you know what uh you already sort of are are doing but focused on on women helping women uh so that's that's a really cool one Locally, um, I'm based here in Phoenix. There's a really great startup community as well. Phoenix is growing, I think, as, as a tech hub. Would you say so. Phoenix is the new Silicon Valley? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's headed, you know, in a positive direction. I think there are a lot of tech hubs. And even, you know, cities you wouldn't think of, um, there are plenty of creative developers that maybe are based there working on apps um, that aren't based there, you know, but every, every city has really talented people. So I've been lucky enough to sort of tap into, to that as well. And COVID makes it hard. Some of these events are live, have like startup weeks or you have like live pitches and things like that. So those have had to pivot 
a little bit, but the community is still out there for each other. Where do you see Vinely in, in 10 or 5, 10, 15 years? It's, it's exciting to, to think about. I want Vinely to not only be a dating app, but I do want it to be a place where people go to connect on music as well. I don't see any of the other dating apps like as a destination per se, or like people really identifying or gravitating towards like sort of a dating app as a, um, a, a cultural sort of place of, of guidance for them. And I want Vinylly to be that. So Vinylly can grow to all things music and music culture and become so a more of a community of, platform. Yeah, exactly. A community platform that people go to, to, yeah, um, learn about music news and uh, here's a great playlist and um, other, you know, other partnerships, other, other things that are happening in the music world that are important to us all and sort of enhance the, the experience. Awesome. Awesome. What do you love about being the founder of an app? Yeah, it's cool, right? I mean, it, you know, I mean, honestly, like it, it's anything that you build or that you create is satisfying because I'm such a passionate music fan. Like I really get excited about it and love to love to to talk about it. So yeah, it's, it's cool. And I mean, the idea that people are meeting each other on Vinylly and connecting over music and forming relationships, whether it's like concert buddies to dating to, to more like this, like so cool to, to feel like I had or finally had a part in that. Yeah. I think one of the coolest, like what I love the most is when I introduce my, I, and I introduce people in my friend group and they become friends. I love being a connector of people and that's what you're doing. You're connecting people on it. And maybe it doesn't always end up in a, in a romantic relationship, but you're still, you're building a community and that's exciting. It is exciting. And yeah, and you know, maybe you discover some new music. I mean, that's an aspect of the app also where you, when you match with somebody, you can go into their Spotify listening history and you can play all of, all of their music. So, and that's somebody who has a relevant music taste to you. So it's, it's kind of cool, right? Like, like you're not just meeting people, but you're also expanding sort of your, your music repertoire. And, and uh, I think that's, that's pretty cool too. Sure is. I agree. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment to be? I think I wouldn't say actually like starting finally, I would actually say just like keeping, keeping it going. Um, I think it's, it's easy to feel like um, it's too much. It's too hard. It's, it is, I mean, it's difficult, right? Like you, you have to, get funding to do things, you have to find the right people and there can be a lot of roadblocks. But there are resources out there, like you within yourself, you know, can be your own champion and you just get after it every single day. So I'm really proud of the fact that we launched on the App Store, we're out there, we're connecting people and that we've just, we've kept it going. Because I think once you get over those hurdles, you'll start seeing momentum and that, that's, that's awesome. And, and even if your startup fails, which honestly, most of them do, you still like created something and you have this journey that's affected you as a, a person and shown you like, Hey, I can bring things to fruition. And that's like a powerful 
thing, not just for oh. women, but for, for anybody to feel like, wow, I can actually like put time and energy into something and have, have a result. And you may not feel that like if, you know, you're working for somebody else, you may not like feel that direct connection. I've definitely struggled with that in roles where I don't really see, you know, I don't see the impact that I, I want to, to be able to have because the company is so big or, or whatever the situation is. So yeah, satisfying. Well, entrepreneurship is a, a marathon, not a sprint. Correct. I know. I know. And some days it's so hard and it, and it's a battle and maybe you had like a couple of disappointments all in the same day and that's okay and like maybe you just like close your close your laptop that day like that's okay but don't give up on your journey and your dream because every single app or invention or product had really really bad days you know um and things didn't go smoothly but it's the ones that like kept going are the ones that you know we see today so yeah you just gotta squash those bad days and 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 know that there are good ones around the corner it's a perfect closing. Is there anything you'd like to add, Rachel, before we kind of close, close this interview out? Uh, Vinylly has partnered with Musicians on Call. Um, Musicians on Call, or MOC, is a charity who has been going into hospitals for over 20 years. And they have A-list uh, musicians that have actually played for patients. So like Bruce Springsteen, um, Kelly Clarkson. Um, I mean, they have... A, a lot as well as just local musicians who all volunteer their time and it's been proven um to heal you know it's a it's a, a type of cognitive therapy um and it does release dopamine into the to the brain and also can help just sort of uh, jog previous memories and and so it's it's super positive for patients that are you know dealing with stuff to have something like this and so it's a great organization and, and we're really proud um to to partner with them and they're doing so much good right now um especially with people in the hospital with covid what is it i'm sorry what is it called again i want to find it yeah musicians on call dot org okay musicians on call dot org i'll be sure and look it up yeah Thank you for adding that. It's it's great to hear that you have an organization that you're partnering with, part, partnering with to give back. That's wonderful. Yeah. Rachel, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. I am very inspired by you. This is very exciting. I'm I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna get on Vinely, but I'm going to follow Vinely. Okay. Maybe I'll get on Vinely. I don't know. Once you have Android. Once you have Android. Yeah. Hey, there's no pressure either way. And also too, like there is a, a choice for like just concert buddies. So perfect. People, you can make friends that way. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything more than that, but I appreciate the, the support and um, it was a pleasure. Like I, I just felt like we were just chatting. So yeah. um, this was great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. And you know, honestly, I would love to circle back with you in the future and find out how Vinyl is doing. Maybe a couple yeah. months from now. Yeah, for sure. Maybe after Android can. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll test it out. I'll let you know what I think. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Um, listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like to learn more about, well, you definitely need to learn more about Vinely. You can find um, Vinely at vinelyapp.com. Is that correct, Rachel? That's correct. Yeah, or just download it in the um, iOS app store. Awesome. And that is V-I-N-Y-L-L-Y app, A-P-P. -P. 
And you can also find Vinely app on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, uh, Vinely's founder and creator is Rachel Van Norwick. Have a wonderful day, Rachel. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, like Rachel, women can.